Welcome back to another episode of Harry the Sports Guy Talk Show. Today we're going to be going over NFL Week 9 game picks, so let's get to it. First game we got Ravens at Indianapolis. This matchup is all about the Ravens rushing attack and the Colts run defense. The Ravens lead the NFL in rushing at 178.7 yards per game, while the Indianapolis D is second stingiest in the league in that category at 79.9 yards per game. The Colts should have the advantage in this area on Sunday because they are heading into the game healthy on defense, whereas the Ravens will be without starting left tackle Ronnie Stanley with an ankle injury. The Colts are one of the five unbeaten teams at home this season, but the Ravens are one of the three squads that haven't lost on the road. So there's a lot of key factors to watch in this game, and I do believe it's going to be close. Baltimore is favored in this matchup, but give me the Colts. I think the Colts' defense will come up big and find a way to keep Lamar from rushing big. Give me, give me the Ravens over. No, give me the Colts over the Ravens, twenty-seven to twenty-three. The Seahawks at Buffalo. The Seahawks are allowing three hundred and fifty-eight point seven passing yards per game. No team has ever allowed even three hundred passing yards per game over the course of a full season. It could be a get-right game for the Bills' passing attack, which has averaged just 210.5 yards over its past four games after averaging 316.3 in the first four weeks of the season. The Seahawks wide receivers DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are the first pair in NFL history with 500 receiving yards and seven receiving touchdowns in each of their team's first seven games. This will be a close game, back and forth type of game. I do think that the Seahawks will come out on top 30-27. to 27. The Panthers at Kansas City. The biggest question coming into this matchup is, can the Panthers find a strategy to keep the game close? If the Chiefs score points like they have recently, they're averaging 39 over their past two games. Carolina won't be able to keep up, really. Whether it's to run the ball consistently to chew up the clock or find a defensive scheme to frustrate quarterback Patrick Mahomes, the Panthers have have to figure out a plan that works. Something the Chiefs' past, opponent, past two opponents, both are under 500, couldn't do. Mahomes has 21 passing touchdowns and just one interception this season. That's the highest touchdown pass count with no more than one pick through a player's first eight games of a season in NFL history. I do think the Chiefs are going to grab this one over Carolina. I do th- I do not think the Panthers have. They, However, they are getting Christian McCaffrey back this week after the Panthers went 3-3, three and three and three, I believe. I don't think that the Carolina is going to be able to figure out how to frustrate Patrick Mahomes as the Chiefs will grab this one 31 to 20. The Bears at Tennessee. Who plays left corner for Tennessee is the biggest question. Or Jory Jackson who's missed practice on Thursday and has yet to be added to the 53-man roster after spending most of the season on injured reserve. If Jackson is activated, it's not likely that he'll see a high volume of the snaps. So someone will have to rotate in. The Titans released veteran Jonathan Joseph, leaving Ty Smith or Braun Borders as possibilities on the left side. As for the Bears, their offense has struggled. It seems like that Foles has been a, a tremendous 
pressure since he took over the starting spot since week three, as the Bears have surrendered 20 sacks and is ranked 21st in pass block win rate. This was this is going to be another close game. I do think that, and keep in mind that both of these teams are on two game losing streaks. Give me the Titans over the Bears, 21 to 17. The Lions at Minnesota. Who's going to suit up at quarterback for the Lions after Matthew Stafford was placed on reserve COVID-19 list on Tuesday? While Pat, Matt Patricia would not speculate about QB's, the quarterback status, it's possible that Stafford could play if he continues to test negative every day of the week. If not, it'll be Chase Daniel or David Blau under center. Since Stafford was drafted by Detroit in 2009, the Lions are 5-22 when he does the start, including 0-8 last season. Kirk Cousins is another quarterback who has struggled. He has really struggled. But, I, but he has dominated against the Lions ever since he's been with Minnesota. Last year, Cousins threw for 580 yards and 5 touchdowns and no interceptions against Detroit. And he has yet to have a game under 70% completions against the Lions since he took over in 2018. I think this will be another close game. I think the Vikings will grab this one out over the Lions 28-20. The Broncos at Atlanta. The Falcons secondary is improving thanks to its part in the pass rush who has generated 20 of its 47 quarterback hits and 6 of its 13 sacks over the past 3 games. Broncos quarterback Drew Locke is completing an NFL worst 58% of his passes and has fifth highest off target percentage in the league. Atlanta quarter, Atlanta's quarterback Matt Ryan has 72.3 completion percentage rate and a 89.3 total QBR with, a, with wide receiver Julio Jones on the field this season. But Ryan's numbers fall to 59.1 completions and 45.1 total QBR without him. Jones leads all NFL players with 123.7 yards receiving yards per game over his past three contests. I don't think that it's going to be as close of a game as people think it will. I think the, the Falcons are going to outplay Denver. So give me the Falcons over the Broncos 31-21. The Giants at Washington. How will Washington handle the Giants quarterback Daniel Jones? Jones is 3-0 against Washington and 1-16 against everyone else. He has thrown over 7 touchdown passes with 3 picks and owns a 75 total QBR in those 3 games. His best showing is versus any NFC East team. Washington has sacked Jones just twice. And in week six, he threw for only 112 yards, but ran for 74 yards. New York wide receiver Sterling Shepard has gone over 15 fantasy points in both of his games back from injury. And he has averaged 18.3 against Washington a season ago. Washington is averaging 292.7 yards of offense per game this season. The third fewest in the NFL. And the team also that has the second worst QBR this season at 41.0. This will be another close game. I do think that Washington is going to grab this one 22 to 19.
The Texans at Jacksonville. Don't be surprised to see the Texans blitz more than they already do. Even those outside the outside linebacker Whitney Mer Merciless out, the Texans' blitz is an average of 12 times per game. On Sunday, they'll be facing rookie quarterback Jake Luton, a six-round pick who hasn't taken a snap since November 23rd of 2019 when he played with Oregon State. Houston running back David Johnson will run for more than 100 yards for the first time this season. When these two teams played in Week 5, Johnson ran for 96 yards on 17 carries, and the Jaguars ranked 28th of the NFL in rushing yards allowed. I don't think this will be a close game since Gardner Minshew is not playing for the Jaguars. Give me the Texans over the Jaguars 27-17. The Raiders at Los Angeles playing the Chargers. This is always a battle, but the matchup brings a little more extra this season. Rookie quarterback Justin Herbert versus seven-year vet Derek Carr, who has been putting up impressive numbers. Both offensive lines are in a flux. But each unit should be back at full strength or close, closed in on Sunday. But the Chargers will miss defensive end Joey Bosa, which should make Carr feel a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. The Raiders are 3-1 on the road this season after going a combined 3-13 for on the road in the previous two seasons. And they will seek two, three straight wins, three straight road wins for just the third time in the past 15 seasons. Another close game, I, I think that the Raiders will find a way to get the dub 30-27. to Dolphins at Arizona. Despite the Cardinals playing well as of late, they'll be down with Brian Murphy Jr. and maybe Trey Kirkpatrick at corner. If Kirkpatrick is out too, watch for Miami rookie quarterback Tuatunga Vailoa to have a big outing because whomever Arizona quarterback Patrick Peterson isn't even guarding will be picked on all day. Tunga Vailoa and Kyler Murray finished 1-2 in the in the 2018 Heisman Trophy voting. This will be the only the fifth time that the quarterbacks who finished one and two in the Heisman in the same year have started against each other in the NFL. I do think that this will be a close game. I think Tuatonga Vailoa will actually get more involved passing the football, but give me the Cardinals over the Dolphins 31 to 24. The Cowboys or the Steelers at Dallas. The Cowboys have more than 25,000 fans in each of their past three games at AT&T Stadium, and a similar crowd is expected on Sunday. However, many of them will be Steelers fans. The Cowboys will be starting with their fourth different quarterback against a ferocious pass rush, and the Pittsburgh has a balanced offense that has scored at least 26 points in each game. When the Steelers visited in 2012 at AT&T Stadium, was overrun by terrible towels among the crowd of 95,000 people. The crowd will be smaller on Sunday, but the percentage of Steelers fans could be higher. The Steelers are forcing two turnovers per game, tied for the second most in NFL behind the Seahawks. The Cowboys, meanwhile, are committing a league-high 2.3 turnovers per game. This game is not going to be even close. Garrett Gilbert will start for the Cowboys, and we... This is going to be his first career start, so there's not really much to expect there. 
I'm giving the Steelers big, 37-10. to 10. The Saints at Tampa Bay. Wide receiver Antonio Brown will make his debut with the Buccaneers, who will look to avenge a Week 1 loss at New Orleans and maintain the hold of the NFC South. Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians said they're light years from where they were in Week 1 as an offense, and Todd Bowles' defense has become one of the league's best, but that D has shown some vulnerability over the past two weeks against the Raiders and the Giants. Having to overcome slow starts and rely on a second-half interceptions to be different difference markers, it'll need a much faster start against Drew Brees. Saints running back Alvin Kamara has six straight games with 100 scrimmage yards, the longest active streak in the NFL, and the longest streak by a Saints player since Deuce McAllister's team record nine-game streak in 2003. Kamara's 27 career games of 100 scrimmage yards are tied with Joe Horn for third in the franchise history. This will be a close game. As much as the Saints look to pull up a contest against the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers have improved throughout the season. I do think that they will make adjustments throughout the last two weeks and get the win over the Saints 29-16. Excuse me, 29-26. And the Monday night football matchup, the Patriots at the Jets. The Patriots have lost four straight. The Jets have lost eight straight. Each team has gone three straight without a passing touchdown. Both quarterbacks, Cam Newton and Sam Darnold, are struggling. Once upon a time, say 10 years ago, this was a fun rivalry. Then it became one-sided. Now it looks no-sided. Over his past three games, Newton has zero touchdowns, five interceptions, a 21% off-target percentage, and a 25.3 total QBR. Part of the problem might be his wideouts. That group has one receiving touchdown this season, fewest in the NFL. The Patriots have thrown eight picks when targeting a wide receiver. I don't think... And as for the Jets, I mean, they're just struggling overall on every on every aspect of the game. I think the Patriots will bounce back and get a get a big victory over the Jets, twenty to ten. Well, that's all the games here for Week Nine. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out the last episode if you missed it. This is Harry, the Sports Guy, signing off.